there, you amazing energy sentient beings. Thank you for joining me for an episode of Intuition, Your First Sense, and a topic that is really important to me because the word boundaries can be a catchphrase, but in this case, energy boundaries for me has always been more of an ethical thing and more of a respect thing. And I feel like it's not talked about enough with certain like points and ways to do. And I feel like I've been a little bit remiss myself about talking about it. So I wanted to talk about energy boundaries and we're going to couple cover a couple different areas of that. So not just in the energy when we think of psychic space or intuitive space, but also in energy practitioners. And yes, these are my perceptions and I am pretty strict within my own roles. So I'm not saying everybody has to follow these, but I really want to bring more of an awareness and a consciousness. And you know what? Just some good old fashioned, what is not okay to do. <laughs> and if you're calling yourself an energy practitioner or if you are in the um, search for one or the have a desire to receive the energy work or the guidance of how to develop your own intuition. So we are going to cover that. And the first place we're going to start is really what are energetic boundaries. And most of this comes from recognizing that we have a subtle field outside of our physical self. Actually, there's many layers and there's an episode that I did on the seven subtle bodies, which is so not easy to say. I should have called it something else. But we have this human energy field and there are layers and layers within that field. And the outermost layer becomes less permeable than the other layers. So it gives a, a, a structure. Think of it as like an energy skeleton. It holds everything up. But within those other subtle fields are your mental body, your emotional body, your uh, etheric body. And there's a lot of things that can be picked up within that. And therefore, it's important to not only talk about energetic boundaries, but to be practicing them on our own, because this is where we often pick up other people's energy. You pick up their moods or what's going on in the world. And it can be very easy to think of it as, well, my head picked that up. My cognition picked that up. And th yes, they do have to play together in order for it to come to your brain space. But most of this information is transferred intuitively or energetically through your chakras and through your, your, the bodies of that are in the fields. So we may have a heightened sense of being able to pick up other people's intentions and their face may be showing one thing, but their energy is showing another. And the way that most people see this is, well, I can feel their anger coming towards me and someone else might be like, they were smiling the whole time. And it's like, yeah, but there's an undercurrent that I can feel. 
one of the things that's so fun for me, and I just had this experience last night. So I decided to do this topic yesterday, but didn't have time. So, um, it, and it just the way the universe and our uh, synchronicities work out. I love it. So I want to share it. Last night was the first time I attended uh, a, a get together and it's a, it's a choral group that I've joined. And, um, so I'm going in, I'm all nervous. I had had some, um, observations from someone else who was in the group that invited me to join of other people in the group. And I don't let that lean me in any particular way anymore. I used to when I was younger, because when you come from a background where the household is volatile, like you learn to be prepared. But in my healing and, and understanding of energy and everything, I like meeting people for the first time every time I meet them. So we might have a history together, but I'm still going to meet you for the first time. Because what if you grew between the time I saw you last and the time I'm seeing you now, and I'm still holding on to old perceptions? I just think that's rude. I want the everything to be of the highest intention. Now, sometimes people haven't changed. <laughs> and you get that. Yeah, yeah, this is just as I saw it before. But I like to meet people, especially if I've never met you, from my perspective. And because I think it creates a chemistry that is clean. And then, you know, people might still show you that they're a pain in the butt or that they're judgmental or all that, but I can make my decision from there. So I had had, um, you know, not a negative view, but a preconceived view of somebody in the group. And I heard it, but I let it go too. And when I actually experienced this other person's energy, I loved it. I, I feel like she's fun and she's got a sense of humor in there that is probably not understood by a lot of other people. And boy, do I get that. And I happen to be sitting behind her because I chose Alto in this regard and in this group. And I said something in one of my one-liners, I don't even remember what it was, but when I saw her genuinely laugh, I'm like, okay, yeah, I read that one right. Then she may have a nervousness or a, um, you know, a, a lack of belief in herself that actually has her coming off a little bit more stern or stringent or something like that. That's actually not her true essence. And I'm so glad that I've practiced this over the years. Uh, admittedly, before the last couple of years where I haven't seen many people and I haven't been in group situations, because it just opens the door to meet people in a way that's much more authentic. So this is a way that you can actually practice an energy boundary. I could have listened to this other person that I have high esteem for and regard for, and I chose not to. I chose to practice my energetic boundary of, I will meet the person for myself and then decide from there. And I'm glad too, because she has a beautiful voice. <laughs> I sat right behind her so I could, uh, you know, warm up these pipes that haven't sung in public in a very long time. So when you're looking at boundaries and you're thinking about it, also think about it from a perspective of not being influenced by other people's energy perceptions. Because I've had people who are 
in the profession of reading energy and offering do the same thing and make their decisions about somebody almost. And I'm like, well, you don't understand shifting then because I'm a very different person, advanced version of myself, not a different person, but an advanced version of myself than I was, you know, two years ago, six months ago, uh, and certainly five years ago. So if we don't create a boundary that is cognition as well as energy, you know, we're often going to be influenced by other people's stuff because again, those layers are permeable and they get in there. The energetic boundaries are different than physical boundary. A physical boundary, you can put up a fence, you know, you can lock your door, you can have a post that says no trespassing. Uh, and, but energetic boundaries are more, I like to think of them as my container of myself. I actually don't believe in boundaries of protection. And that's taught a lot in energy uh, classes and stuff that we must protect ourselves from other people's energy. I don't think that's true because I think if you protect yourself, if you go in with that kind of mindset, you're actually drawing to you the stuff you don't want to experience. So what I decided decades ago, and there's there's a benefit to having not had a teacher in a lot of this. I've certainly read and taken classes and things, but there's a benefit in, in tapping into my own knowing. And I want you to do the same because I have not bought into the fact that there are things out there that I must protect myself from. What I do is I honor the fact that my energy field needs to be taken care of. So what that looks like is knowing where I end and where somebody else begins. It's the boundary. Think of it as your property line, right? Or your apartment circumference or something. Like you know where your walls are and your door is. Well, you need to do the same for your energy field. You need to practice where and how Am I picking up things so that you know when it wanders away? Because it will wander. It will wander. The thing is very nosy and likes to tap into other ideas and other energies. And that's sometimes that's wonderful where it connects you with people that are of similar frequency. And sometimes it wanders into other people's emotions. So being aware of energetic boundaries first is important but seeing it as something that you do for your own care, right? You bathe for your own care and yet it benefits others, right? Because you know, not a stinky McStinky. So <laughs> you put on your deodorant, a non-aluminum, please. You put on your deodorant. You may as well put on your energy <laughs> deodorant. Don't be energetically stinky out there. And an example of not having a great energetic boundary is you become almost like a chameleon. You could be in a good mood, but then you're in a meeting or something and, and that expression, you could cut the tension with a knife. Even though no one's spoken, that's an energetic communication. So if you don't know where your energy boundaries are, you're going to be impacted by that. But you don't have to be. If you're aware of your energy field, and I'm going to talk about how to do that. But if you're aware of where your energy field is, then you don't need to wander into their yucky pool and you don't need to absorb the tension that's going on. You can be aware of it. 
you can actually be more consciously aware if you practice good energy boundaries. So if somebody else is having a hard day at work or your partner is, and you suddenly go from, I had a really great day to feeling a little bit miserable or tense, well, you picked up on that. And while it, we could say it's, well, the other person's fault, it's not. You picked up on it. So understand where your energy field wanders to and then learn how to feel where it is. And the way you would do that, it takes practice. The way that you would do that is to sit quietly somewhere and just tune into yourself. People tend to think that intuitive practice or intuitive ability is just there. Like somebody just dialed it up. They came in wired with it. And is there a certain level of that that's true? Yes. But again, it is your first sense and it takes practice. It takes tuning into, it takes a certain amount of commitment to be able to do these things. And, um, if someone's saying they can't, well, we just have to find a way that you can because maybe your wiring goes in through a different channel, but everybody is capable of this. What I would suggest is sitting quietly. And I do suggest sitting because if you're lying down, it's a, it's more challenging to feel your whole field because you bump into whatever you're lying on, the floor, the bed. So if you're sitting up and sitting in a way that you're supported, so you're not struggling, but your back is free from a chair or from a wall, that is best because we actually perceive so much through our spinal column and through the chakras that line up there, that if you're up against something, you are actually interfering with its energy field because everything has one. So you sit quietly and you um, just tune in to how you're feeling. Start with, are your hands buzzing? Mine have been crazy lately, but um, so that's how I know there's an upgrade happening. Um, is there a sensation of the air around you? And this is why meditation is important because it helps you to calm your senses enough that you can start to pick this up. So it's, as you're doing this, you're feeling it out. You're feeling how uh, might I have wandered? How might I, my energy field have wandered? And I envision this somewhat invisible, but you can still pick it up, circle around me, right? So this egg <laughs> around me so that I have some kind of sense because whew, it can just get too confusing. Um, and then you wander off into the bushes, so the more that you practice this, and please, five minutes. I'm not saying sit for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Five minutes. Stay as long as you want, but start with five minutes. And if it's a no, don't feel it today. Don't judge yourself. Just say, okay, didn't pick it up today. And then the more that you do this, you'll be able to assess if you have wandered into somebody else's field. And the question I love to ask the most when it comes to boundaries is, is it mine or someone else's? You will pretty much know quickly if it's someone else's. And we are not going to practice the blame game. We are not going to say, 
well, that person over there is cranky and I picked it up and they need to change their energy field. No, no. Responsibility will always be on yourself to shift this. And why? Well, that's empowering. And it helps you to realize that I can only be impacted if I'm not consciously aware and if I'm allowing all of this to come in. And, you know, I've had this discussion (laughs) with my partner because he's very empathic and I have said, well, respectfully, it's on you if you're allowing it to take you out of the game or be miserable. Um, I understand sadness. Oh boy, do I understand sadness, especially of late with everything that people are going through. But if it's impacting you to the point where you are feeling miserable or sad or jaded with life, well, then you have to look at that. And of course, make sure it's not depression or something of that nature. So as you become aware of, is this mine or is this someone else's, you can start to back out of energy fields. Um, I've had the experience where other people that I've interacted with think it's okay to jump into my energy field. I actually had somebody in the beginning before I understood really how far my energy field was wandering. She did intuitive readings, but she would call me at work and like for a chat and, and I'd be like, I'm working. I can't, I can't just chat with you while I'm working. And then one day I remember I was in the kitchen of the VNA I worked for and they paged me that I had a phone call. So I picked it up and it was her. And I got this download of her entering my energy field. And I said to her, what are you doing? Why are you in my energy field? Why are you calling me when I'm, you know, I really need to be in my numbers head and not in my energy head. And then I said, are you tapping into me because you have a reading to do? And she admitted she did, so kudos to her. But I said, no, no, that won't be happening because it's rude. And that's the second part of this. But it just popped into my head to share that, that people will do it consciously. I think most people don't know that they've wandered into somebody else's field because they're just not conscious of it or they are unaware of what their practices are. Um, they're unaware that they can even do that. Um, so sometimes I lovingly call it a third eye smack. <laughs> I'm like, get out of there. And I've had other people do that to me since, but once you learn and you practice your field, you can tell when people are doing it. Um, and it's not in a way of being rude to them or, it's, it's a boundary. It's uh, You don't have to have a conversation. You can just say, no, thank you. You're out of my field. So some of those signs that you may have misplaced your boundaries or don't have a great boundary is that what you're feeling is not matching your current circumstances. Like life is good. You're feeling pretty balanced. Sure, you might be tired or it's busy, but you're feeling pretty good And you have this deep sadness or you have an anxiety that's going on, you know, check your hormone levels because having just experienced that, um, wow, I am, I am, I, I, I don't know what the word is, but empathic, feel great empathy towards those that are experiencing anxiety. But if something is not matching your current circumstances, of course, you look to the physical to make sure you're okay there, but also look to the energetic level. And is there someone in your field or, 
did you get a phone call or a text half an hour after you noticed you were feeling more tense? Um, and that could be that the other person, I call it the original instant messaging, sent their energy on ahead. Again, most people don't know they're doing it. Um, and you happen to catch the message. Um, if you find yourself acquiescing or uh, merging with other people's beliefs and they weren't yours before you went into the conversation, I'm not talking about being becoming more aware. Like every day I'm learning more and more about, uh, you know, systemic racism and judgment and, um, the practices that we have in place that are unbalanced in this country. That's me becoming aware. What I'm talking about is I have an opinion or a knowing going into a conversation and then partway through the conversation, I become confused about, did I really know that? Do I know that? Um, it, what happened here? And then I, then I don't know what my opinion was afterwards. And I, you end up becoming a chameleon and merging in with other people's energy. It happens subtly. And this is why narcissists are so dangerous because we... If we're not aware that our energy merges first, it will be in there before our conscious self will be. And then you're just wrapped in so deep. And a lot of the times people have a hard time moving out of relationship or jobs with narcissists because they have not considered the energetic ramifications. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together, that is a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. So if you have a sudden shift in emotion, um, that's a good indication that you've merged with somebody else's stuff. And some of the ways that you can restore your boundaries, become aware of them first and then restore them is first you have to stop, like just stop disengage energetically. And that might mean saying to the person, can I have a moment here just to, just to think about that? If you feel uncomfortable saying I need to come back to myself and uh, figure out what I'm feeling, don't say that. Just say, I need to think about this a moment. Can I have a moment? And, and then you do the disengagement. You actually picture it letting go. And I will often ask Archangel Michael, I'll say, please remove all cords return theirs to them, return mine to me. Thank you very much. And then I will also ask for white light to be applied again and say, please surround me with white light. I seem to have lost my energy boundary and put that on. And you can do that in your head. You do not have to say the word out loud. Uh, sometimes my word for this year is focus. And, but it's always been my word for my energy practice. I'll be like, focus Vic 
focus, take a breath, focus. And it just brings me back to myself. Um, You can invite yourself back. I've had clients when I suggest this, who'll say, here I am. (laughs) And I love that (laughs) because it's also like a greeting. Oh, here I am. And it gets your uh, proprioceptive awareness back too. like, oh, here I am in the room. There are count five things. What are five things different from you than the person that you just engaged with? And you know what? Make it easy. Go to, I'm wearing a sweater. They're wearing a shirt. Uh, they're tall. I'm not as tall. Just find some stuff that will help you separate from the person. So you recognize, okay, I'm in engagement with this person, but I don't need to merge my energy field with them. And having said that little segue that just popped in my head, if you are physically intimate with someone, fantastic, good job, have fun. You have merged your energy field. So let's be careful about who we're merging our energy field with. Because when you're in that act of, of exposure to all of your, your, um, physical self and energy self, spiritual self, you know, you're also opening up all your chakras. It's one of the wonderful places to be able to open up your chakras, whether that's with a partner or self-pleasuring, doesn't really matter. But opening up your energy chakras through that experience just does that. It opens everything. And then if you're engaging with someone that you actually don't really care for or that you're you know, well, you're being a little bit of a hoe, your energy and merging all of that with these people. And it's not just in that moment. Like it doesn't end when you take a shower. You think STDs are bad, you should see energy um, merging and it can last, you know, your lifetime. So (laughs) just think about that. Well, that took a direction I did not intend to go. But these are things that impact our lives and we have to be aware of. And that's a good energy boundary too. And maybe you might not have a psychological boundary, but you think about your energy field and how long lasting that is. Oh my goodness. So another way to do it it, it is to name what's happened. Okay, I just walked into uh, a room that has tension in it. I can see and feel the tension. I'm choosing to not have it engage with my energy. I am standing right here. It's a way to not fall in the well, right? Just keep yourself set. And, and, and boundary setting, like anything else, it gets easier with practice. It's lifelong. You will recognize that your boundaries shift. Maybe you change an opinion about something. Maybe it becomes more firm. Maybe you feel strong within yourself and you don't need as many boundaries because you can see when they're being trespassed upon. Um, but you can also feel that it's next level. Like when people say to me, Oh, I energetically can't be there. I'm like, ah, you don't have boundaries then because you might not want to be there. Um, because you just don't want to deal with it. But energetically, we can be anywhere. So if you feel like, nope, that's just too much. Um, yes, it's a choice that you can make. And it's a great way to create boundaries by maybe limiting the time you're there. But really check in with that excuse of I can't do it because 
it's too energetically draining. To me, that means you have not done the work to figure out what works to allow yourself to be there. You may not want to do crowds all the time. Fantastic. But you should be able to go to a concert or a fair or the grocery store. And if you can't, you need to tune in to what are you actually avoiding? Because if you pay attention to that, you might need to raise your vibration so that the ook doesn't get in. A lot of the time, <laughs> you know, I'll see it, but I'm like, oh, that's impressive. But it doesn't get in because I've learned to raise my vibration above whatever that ook is. So if you're someone who's listening to this and you have felt and you've used those words because somebody else also told you that you're too sensitive to belong to these things, please don't listen to that. Please find your place of empowerment and your ability to show up in other places because you're missing out. You're missing out on opportunities. Now, you may choose not to go to that concert because you don't like the band. That's different. That's very different. Do not use energy as an excuse. It's lazy. So you can become aware of what drains your energy and limit those time, you know, limit the times you're there. That's fine. Um, maybe family get togethers are exhausting for you. So you show up quarterly, (laughs) but in the meantime, practice this, um, sense of your own security and surety so that you aren't again, missing out on those connections and uh, you can shield, you can use stones. I love essential oils for helping my field to strengthen. I use Young Living, but there's all kinds of all kinds of them out there. I um, have, and I will link it in the uh, show notes, a practitioner who creates her own flower essences. And I have used one that releases like ancestral binds and things like that. And I love it. And I can feel when I need it, usually when I've grown. So um, daisies, uh-oh, blends. I can't remember the second word. Sorry, Em. Uh, but I'll link it. Well, I'll put it in the show notes so you can click into that. So flower essences, um, oils, stones, whatever works for you to feel like you've got a, a boundary. Black salt works really well. So that those are personal boundaries. Now, if you are someone who's seeking out an intuitive a tarot reader, um, a Reiki practitioner, reflexology, uh, craniosacral, acupuncture, any of these modalities that move energy or the person is, um, you know, offering a service. You also need to think about your energy boundaries there. And you need to look for some signs that could let you know that this is a no-go. For me, the flashing psychic sign is a no-go. It just is. Um, I feel like it's fine. Obviously, I'm in the business. It's fine to receive remuneration for your practice because, boy, does it take a lot of commitment and practice if you're aligning um, and to learn how to do all of these things. But if somebody is flashing that and they're flashing anything, you can participate, but have a certain level of this is fun, this is show. Now, having said that, I have met some amazing readers where I have actually asked them to stop it. Stop putting that flashing sign out there and stop promoting yourself in this 
you know, kind of hokey way because you are diminishing your ability by putting this, you know, coat on it. And it's just, it's an ugly coat. Don't do it. Along the same lines, if somebody is saying, give me, you know, 500 bucks and I'll remove that spell from you, knock it off, knock it off. We can only be influenced again if we are open to that and believing in it. And when I was in Pittsfield, there was somebody who did this and I thought the universe was freaking hysterical because I avoided any kind of interaction because it's none of my business how somebody else is running a business unless they come to me for consultation. But the <laughs> I was avoiding it so much that the universe actually <laughs> conspired, I believe, on my behalf they moved right to the end of my street. So every time I came home, I saw that flashing sign and I eventually had to let it go, right? Because it was like immersion therapy. Every day I'd be like, oh, all right, fine. But part of my thing was people were calling me and saying, is this true? I'm on my way to the ATM. And that infuriates me because that's a grift, right? That's just somebody taking advantage of your pain, or your desperation to know something. And that's why I teach the way I teach. You already have that knowing inside. When you come to me, yes, I'm using my abilities to discern where that is on a much more, oh, timely, accurate, uh, let's do it now way, but always with the idea of leading you to your own GPS system so that you can do it for yourself. And while I understand that this could be a business model that actually puts me out of business, I don't care. I want everyone to know how to do this so that they're walking around and we're creating a, a world that is so tapped in with themselves that they're no longer led by all this other uh, influence be, out of insecurity. So if someone is approaching you and saying, I, I'll do a reading for you, you need me to do this. I really encourage you to say, no, thank you. I make my own decisions and uh, this does not feel like what I would like to engage in at this moment. So you take time, right? And you, you back out of it. And if somebody is pressuring you, like lately people are sliding into my direct messages on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all those other places saying, give me your name and date of birth and I'll do a reading for you. You don't need that. You don't need that. If you truly can do a reading, you don't need my name. You don't need my date of birth. You simply need my energy signature. And if you truly can read energy, you would have seen the sign on the door that said, back the hell up. Do not approach me because I have firm opinions about this and I'm not afraid to share them. <laughs> Um, so if someone is practicing in that way, it's a red flag. It really is. Uh, if somebody is trying to draw you in to buy more sessions, I have had people I've worked with in marketing who have said, Vicki, you have to promote your bigger packages. You have to do that. I said, I don't, I don't. They're there. They're available. If somebody says to me, well, what would you recommend? I would say what we're talking about is going to need some consistency if that's truly the case. 
And I would suggest maybe the six pack because it's just funny. Um, and that that's applicable within six sessions. You can see if it's working and we can move forward. And the reason I do this is because I have to be in alignment with myself and I can't be talking out of one side of my mouth saying, you know, don't go to that person who solicits and be that person who solicits. My packages are there because my work works. What I do works with people and people often sign up for the two pack and then, which is just kind of a funny high guy kind of thing. And then they further sign up for the 12 pack. But why? Because it's their choice. And I want to work with people who come of their choice and we'll still get the work done, but I am not going to promise you I'm doing the work. I can't do the work. No one can do this for you. No energy session can clear everything. No one can balance your chakras for you. You do that. If, if you become relaxed enough because somebody is offering a service, an energy service, that you then balance your chakras, well, you rock. But please start to understand or get it through all of your energy field that you're doing this work and you may need someone to help you do it, but you are the one who is balancing and who is clearing your chakras and learn how to do it. Like learn how to do it. Stop being lazy. Stop going through the drive-through. Like when I go to acupuncture, I see it as my physical, my emotional, and my spiritual alignment. So after Ryan assesses and after the needles are in place and he leaves, I lie there and I'm like, okay, energy field, let's get it all together. (laughs) Let's feel the energy moving out, the blockages moving out. It's not up to him to do this. He provides an amazing doorway for me to walk through, but then it's up to me to pick up just like a personal trainer, right? After I record this, I'm heading to personal training. He can tell me what to do, but I have to lift those slam balls. I have to do the stretches that keep my back from locking up. And intuitive development is the same. So while there are amazing practitioners. I want you to think about boundaries when someone even suggests that someone sees a, another person. Not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Uh, so there might be some that align and you work with and then you outgrow. It's much like a therapist too. Be willing to leave the therapist. Know your boundaries. Know your worth. Know you, that you matter. So Take your time in choosing a practitioner, listen to your own intuition, and then get in there, you know, learn, do as much as you can to expand your own ability to hear your soul, to really appreciate where your um, knowledge is, and then go from there. If you have any questions, Vicky at VickiBaird.com, info at VickiBaird.com. Please do not contact me through the social media because they don't always give us notifications. And sometimes those things sit in some vault somewhere and it'll look like I'm not getting back to you when I'm pretty prompt. (laughs) Not on Saturdays. That's a day I don't do any work or intuitive development. (laughs) But because that's a boundary, right? That's a boundary I set up for myself. So thank you so much for being here and for listening and for putting the reviews up and for sharing this with other people that may need to hear this and for being you. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. 
You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.